All right, to elaborate on some of the terms you're going to frequently hear us talk about, um, you know, we'll start with gross potential rent. So gross potential rent is if the property is 100% occupied, it is the max amount of money that the property is able to generate. Yeah, and then expenses, um, you know, obviously we have our income, you know, the property there is bringing in through the rents, the amenities. Now we have our expenses, um, which is going to include our operating expenses. And that's, you know, going to include property management, repairs and maintenance, um, landscaping. Uh, if we have an on-site property manager or leasing agent, um, really anything that goes into the day-to-day -day operations of the property. Our non-operating expenses being more of those, um, you know, expenses that come up um, not regularly. That could include resurfacing or repaving the driveways. Maybe that needs to be done every 20 years. But if we were to put that in one year um, under repairs and maintenance, that would completely kill the deal. And so the non-operating expense is going to be something that we're taking out uh, on typically a per unit per year basis so that we don't incur that you know $50,000 driveway expense on year 10 and say, oh, we haven't put any money aside from it. And so that'll be underwritten below our net operating income, but we're gonna take out money every year for those larger expenses that you know happen every so often and budget for them. That way it's you know not so detrimental. And so that comes out below our net operating income again, but it does affect our cash on cash return for ourselves and our investors. And so, you know, to calculate net operating income, to expand on that. Yeah. So net operating income is calculated by your gross potential income minus all expenses. So all your expenses don't include your debt service, which is the mortgage on the property. And so that leaves you with net operating income. And then you have cash on cash return. Like anything, whether it's a stock, your, your return, your cash on cash return is based on your, your the money that you make every year divided by the money that you have in the deal right and you know our average cash on cash return is again determined by say a five-year hold period and you're you know getting a 10 percent return for year one two three four year five we sell the property and now it's a 50 percent return you would add up those returns from those five years and then divide it by five years and that's going to determine your average cash on cash return um, to get a little bit more intricate there, there's the internal rate of return that we talk about targeting a minimum 12% for our investors. The internal rate of return is essentially taking the time value um, of money and taking that into account. And so if your average cash and cash return is, say, 10% or 20, say it's you know a little bit higher, it's 15%. And that's because on year five, there was a significant sale that returned all the capital plus you know interest and that averages out to 15 percent well the internal rate of return is going to look at you know the time value of receiving that money on year one year two where you could have reinvested it and the opportunity cost would have been there and so the internal rate of return might be 12 and a half percent comparatively to the 15 percent average cash on cash um, and so that's just you know something that we'll dive into a little bit deeper on how it's actually calculating um, that time value cost but um, something to look out for and you know understand when we're projecting the returns for an investment.